Welcome to the Free Man Void. I'm your host, Victus D. Void. Of course, you can call me Vic or Vic the Void, whatever floats your boat. Today, we're talking about California. Yes, indeed, we're talking about California. Specifically, we are focusing on how Gavin Newsom, I should say Cuckboy Newsom, Cuckboy, Cucky Face Cuckboy Newsom, has signed legislation that aims to ban the sale of gas-powered lawn equipment, generators, and other small engines designed for off-roading use. Now, for those of you guys with brains or those who find themselves outside doing lawn work or general repair work around the house, the idea that a state government can actually ban the use of tools that quite literally help you improve on your environment sounds bonkers but no sir er in the socialist communist utopia that is california they come to the conclusion that it is important to ban small generators so anyways i'm gonna start off by reading to you guys a little article i found on the subject matter and the article is titled california is banning small engines here's what that means it's written by a man named rob stumpf stumpf it's spelled s-t-u-m-p-f stumpf I'm pretty sure the F is probably silent, but I want to be overdramatic, so I'm going to say stump. Stump. <laughs> this, this is like the uh, Family Guy thing where Brian says, not Brian, Stewie says, cool hip, cool hip, something like that. Whatever, let's get down to business. So the article reads like this, California Governor Gavin Newsom has signed legislation that aims to ban the sale of gas-powered lawn equipment, generators, and other small engines designed for off-road use. This new law builds from the executive order signed by Newsom in 2020 that bans the sale of new passenger cars powered by internal combustion engines in 2035. In the same order, Newsom calls for 100% zero emissions off-road vehicles and equipment, the phase-out of which must be roadmapped by the California Air Resources Board the CARB board, whatever the fuck, in 2022 and officially put in place by 2024. The text of the signed bill specifically calls for the banning of small off-road engines, calling out emergency response equipment and generators as well as both residential and commercial lawn equipment. So for those of you guys who are starting to pick up on what this implies, what they want to do is increase a dependency on the system by ruling out tools that help you be more self-efficient even when it comes to simple things like lawn care now they're going to provide for you a reason of the greater good as if this ban is going to benefit us in the long run now i'm going to give you the reason they, they provide in the article but hold your horses let's talk about why they do this if you're going to establish a totalitarian regime you want to weed out possible dissenters and tools they can use to maintain their defiance against your new world order <laughs> that funny little word. Now, I'm not just talking about political discrimination. You need to discriminate on them in a way that they can't even acknowledge without sounding freaking crazy. Because how crazy are you going to sound when you say the government is trying to control me by taking away my lawnmower? Like, no, you sound silly. Maybe it's for the greater good. You don't know that? Do you need your motor-powered uh, lawnmower? No, maybe you can find a better tool, whatever. The thing is, these motor-powered tools are very reliable and they're all around America. We've grown accustomed to using these tools, and as long as you have gasoline, you can refill these babies. Plus, you can repair them if you know how to. These tools are just useful in general. But enough of my babbling, let's get into the reason they provide for this ban. So the article continues like this. However, the SOAR, the S-O-R-E, that's the acronym they're using to refer to small off-road engines, S-O-R-E, 
category expands past the named items. CARB, the California Air Resources Board, officially defines SOARS as off-road spark ignition engines that produce 25 horsepower or less. Other equipment examples given by the board include industrial logging, golf carts, and specialty vehicles. It's not yet clear how this will affect small off-road recreational and sport vehicles like ATVs and dirt bikes, though most exceed that 25 horsepower threshold. Small gas engines are not only bad for our environment and contribute to our climate crisis, bingo, there it is, climate change. They're banning your ability to mow your lawn because climate change. See, this is the hypocrisy of the system. The majority of the contributors to climate change and pollution are the major corporations who are now shaming you. They're using government agencies to shame you for using tools that improve your life. While Apple, Amazon, Google, and all these pharmaceutical corporations, the rest of the corporate empires that dominate America and the world, they all contribute way more pollution to the environment than you ever will if you have a gas-powered lawnmower running at all times. Yet somehow, they need to ban your ability to mow your own lawn. Of course, here's the irony of it, because technically, you can just get one of those manual-powered lawnmowers, but that means more work for you. Let's not pretend that Jeff Bezos or these, again, these billionaires don't have hundreds of people mowing their massive estates. Of course, they can afford to have automatic lawnmowers that are powered by electricity, but you can't. So they want you to use one of those manual powered lawnmowers. Or you can wait for another 10 years when electric powered lawnmowers come out. Guess what? Here's the thing about electric powered lawnmowers. You need batteries. So you have to continuously pay these corporations, go to the store to buy more batteries. Of course, technically, you still had to pay for gasoline to power these gas-powered engines, but aside from trying to find yourself some gas for these engines, you could be fairly self-sufficient with these tools. You can repair them yourself. Hell, I've even heard of many instances where people have found a way to tune their lawnmowers and small engines so they take other sources of fuel, but that's some big brain business that I have no business engaging with. All I know is that you didn't have to wait for big tech to solve your issues for you. Small gas engines are not only bad for our environment and contributing to our climate crisis, they can cause asthma and other health issues for workers who use them. <laughs> Of course, the asthma from these small engines is the problem. Never mind that these corporations who fund these government agencies, because let's not play pretend here, these corporations are quite literally the backbone of the American state system. They fund state initiatives guised as humanitarian initiatives in order to make the business process for these corporations much easier and simpler while making our lives more difficult and taking away more of our freedoms. All of this stuff is done behind closed doors and amongst the upper circles of elites. All we get is the reasons they give us, like climate change, the greater good, and all that bullshit. So back to the article. Again, small gas engines are not only bad for our environment and contributing to our climate crisis, they can cause asthma and other health issues for workers who use them, said Assemblywoman Lauren Gonzalez, a co-sponsor for the bill. It's time we phase out these super polluters and help small landscaping businesses transition to cleaner alternatives. Again, listen to the language. It's time we phased out these super polluters. These small engines are super polluters. Not these billion dollar corporations who are contributing infinitely more pollution to the environment than any small engine could if you kept that bitch running 24-7. There are currently 16.7 million small engines in California according to the fact sheet supplied by CARB. That's significantly more than the state's fleet of 13.7 million 
million passenger vehicles. Approximately 77% is made up of residential lawn and garden equipment, while federally regulated construction and farming machinery make up 11%. The remaining 9% is attributed to commercial lawn and garden, which may be hit hardest by this legislation. Correct. The people who are going to be hit hardest by this legislation are the small businesses. I live in a rural area. And a lot of the businesses in this area are landscaping companies that are owned by families who rely entirely on these small engines to get their business done. Now, of course, the argument is that's just California. Don't states have right, Vic? Aren't you one of those people who say states' rights trump all? Let's not be stupid here, guys. What happens in one state, especially a state as major as California, is going to permeate throughout the nation until it comes back to you. Back to the article. These fleets of small engines are responsible for a substantial amount of the state's emissions. In fact, CARB says that running a leaf blower for an hour is the equivalent of driving a 2017 Toyota Camry for 1,100 miles. That's crap. That is crap. Even if it is correct, it's still fuck you. Because I wonder what are the emission rates for the billionaires down in Silicon Valley to use their, I don't know, private jets to fly maybe two hours away? Don't these billionaires have monthly gatherings where they all fly to some obscure island somewhere off in the Pacific or use their mega yachts to meet up just to flaunt their wealth? I wonder what the emission rates on that and if these states have any plans to limit their usage of their super polluters. I'm sure we already know the answer to that question, which is never. Mark Berman, author of the legislation, recognizes that the transition to battery-powered equipment will be a hardship for some small businesses. <laughs> Again, here's another tricky language example. They're saying they recognize how tough the transition will be for some small businesses. No, motherfucker. It's going to be tough for everyone. Everyone except the super elites. But they use this language to trick us into believing that they sympathize with our struggle. No, they don't. No, they don't. They're pushing a narrative and they're guising it again again as a humanitarian initiative. So Mark Berman says that California will pledge approximately $30 million to aid commercial businesses. But given that there are around 50,000 outfits in the state that will be affected by the change, that works out to around $600 each. $600 each. They're going to completely fuck over small businesses and then give them back $600 each. Hold on. Didn't the government shut down our economy and then gave us $600 back each as a reward? Hmm, I remember that. And yet still, Americans continue to abide by the laws. According to financial figures supplied by the Los Angeles Times by Andrew Bray, vice president of the government relations for the National Association of Landscaping Professionals, that $600 each simply isn't enough. A gasoline-powered commercial riding mower could cost a business anywhere from $7,000 to $11,000, while the zero-emissions equivalent often costs more than twice that. Equipment costs aside, there are also logistical concerns. For example, Bray believes that a three-person crew would need to carry as much as 40 fully charged batteries to complete a full day's work. Additionally, these small companies may even need to upgrade their workshops to handle the daily charge for this equipment. So here's the hilarity behind this entire change. The switch to electric power tools is likely going to lead to much more emissions, you know, <laughs> much more e emissions, because remember, these electric power tools need to constantly be charged. Listen, as a video editor who uses a laptop and computers to make content, I know that electric tools 
need to constantly be in charge. My PC and my iMac work because they can be plugged in constantly. But my MacBook, my MacBook Pro, runs out of power if I don't keep it charged for a certain amount of time. Now, imagine how much more battery an electric-powered leaf blower uses. So I'm willing to bet that these electric-powered leaf blowers definitely have around, you know, like an hour or two supply of energy before they need to be recharged. But these legislators like Cuckboy Newsom don't give a damn. They want you to abide by their new rules. And now let's get down to the business of generators. In the event of full-powered blackouts, generators can quite literally save lives. So if you have a generator, or let's say you have a handful of generators, you can help yourself out and those around you while the government is taking care of those who need the help the most before they get to you. Without those generators, you're all helpless sitting ducks. So you'll be more willing, again, more willing to let the government take over your lives so that you get the help you need. You see, my friend, this is about control. And they throw in the humanitarian greater good argument, it's for climate change. No, it's not. No, it's not. Don't you dare lie to us, Mr. Cuckboy Newsom. I, I want to kick this man in the face. If you live in California and you hear this, try to kick Gavin Newsom in the face. You can blame me as a negative influence if you want. I'm willing to go to court over it. I'm fine. But I think Gavin Newsom is one of those people who need to be kicked right in his fucking micro penis. Anyways, I know I've only been putting out one topic episodes, but you know, today I'm going to switch it up and add in another topic. And we're talking about tax fraud. Listen. As a believer in the one true God, I know that his edicts include that being a law-abiding citizen is very important. It's a very important aspect of society. For society to work, we all need to put in our fair share of hard work to keep things going. And that includes the government. But the amount of government we have now far exceeds the necessary amount that is required to run a stable free society. In fact, the amount of government we have right now would make the founding fathers rally up with guns and tanks and fight to the death. See, excuse me if you're an atheist or an agnostic, whatever, I don't care. But I believe, while God insists that everybody should be a law-abiding citizen, we also know that our God hates evil. But is the government evil? I don't know, maybe? Maybe not? Psych, of course the government is evil. The amount of oil wars disguised as liberation attempts that we've waged throughout the last, I don't know, five decades, far exceeds the appropriate amount that is necessary. And the amount of inside trading amongst government elites that help them make millions of dollars while they imprison us, the average folk, for 10 to 20 years for doing the same thing is absolutely staggering. But hold on, the government uses taxes to do things like social security, and they also do things like welfare and provide health care to some people who need it, or so on. My friends, my friends, all of these government-funded programs would be entirely unnecessary if the government hadn't divided our society in a way that makes us more dependent on them. See, back in the day, the elderly would be taken care of by their family, who would have been much better off financially without the disgusting increases in taxes, economic limitations put on them through systematic regulations of the private sector and the public sector, I guess. And a lot of these regulations just make it harder for us to pursue upward mobility while giving the upper elites the freedom they need to establish a, guess what? New world order. Wow. Whoa! So what does anything I just said have to do with tax fraud? Well, my friend, I will encourage each and every single person around the world to engage in tax fraud. Or what I call keeping the government's dirty, disgusting paws off of your guap, off of your money. See, you've spent 
thousands of hours a year struggling so that you can provide food for your family or just for yourself. Yet the government takes thousands of dollars that you could have been using to build up a savings account that would give you a cushion to deal with, I don't know, the hardships of life, like, I don't know, a complete and utter government shutdown over a virus. The government takes that money from you and says they're gonna use it for taxes, to build infrastructure, and all that bullshit. But we all know, again, that's just bullshit, because none of your money is going to infrastructure that's actually gonna benefit you. No, the money that they're taking from you right now is just going to fund the government's political gains. Last year, when the government stopped you from being able to make money by shutting down the economy, they gave you back $1,500 and $600 of your hard-earned cash and told you, sit tight and enjoy the show. Never mind the fact that you already gave them thousands of dollars out of your own money, out of your own goodwill, and your desire to be a law-abiding citizen, a good person, they decide to completely screw you over by limiting your ability to make money and then taking your money anyways and using it to fund its political games. You know, a billion dollars to Pakistan, a billion dollars to <clears throat> Israel. The government does everything it can to use your money for its own games while screwing you over. I say to hell with that. To hell with that shit. Every single human being, every man, every woman should do everything they can to keep the government, to cheat the government out of as much as their own money as possible. The government has no business taking any of your money. Not at all. But taxes are the price you pay for living in a society. You go eat a dick, you dipshit. No, I think paying taxes and contributing to the society should be an option. Like, let's say the government needs to tell us exactly where our money is going to. Let's say a very important bridge was made over a very large river using tax funds. The government should have to tell each and every single individual how much of their money was used to pay for that bridge, and those who did provide the government with those funds should be given a card that allows them to use the bridge. If you didn't want the government to use your money for that bridge, keep the money to yourself, but you have to take the long way around. Doing things like that would encourage people to pay taxes if they wanted to reap the rewards. But instead, all we get is lies and the government just takes our money and throws us into court if we try to protect ourselves against the government. While career politicians like Nancy Pelosi, Hillary Clinton, and so on make millions of dollars a year despite only having a salary, a congressional salary of like $300,000. So I found this article on the Washington Post. I'm not going to read most of it because I don't really like using articles from big name media outlets anyways it's about nancy pelosi and her insider trading hobbies anyways the article reads as this house speaker nancy pelosi stunned a lot of americans this past week when she ardently defended the right of lawmakers and their spouses to buy and sell stocks while they serve in congress her response was we're a free market economy they should be able to participate in that <laughs> oh miss nancy pelosi why is it you get to make millions and millions of dollars using inside trading tactics while Joe Schmo, who works at Amazon, will get 10 to 20 years in prison? This is federal prison with rapists, mass murderers, gang members, and so on. They'll be thrown into prison for 20 years for doing the exact same thing as Nancy Pelosi and her fucking goons. It's just mind-boggling that she can just throw that out there. Yet for some reason, you are not allowed to defend yourself against the government for taking your money. One of the greatest barriers to true freedom in the United States of America is the existence of agencies like the IRS and the Federal Reserve. 
The IRS takes your money, while the Federal Reserve is the meeting point of the grand old power of the elites in our country. You, as a citizen, as a man, as a human being created in the image of the one true God, it is your duty to cheat the government out of your money as much as possible. Why? Because the government is cheating you out of a free life, out of happiness by using your funds to continue their bullshit, their games. At this point, cheating the government out of your money makes you a better citizen, and simply abiding by the status quo makes you un-American. I'm gonna make this claim. Like, I'm, we need to fight back and fight back hard. Now, of course, I'm gonna be realistic. I'm saying if you can get away with it right now, engage in a little tax fraud here and there. Engage in a little tax fraud. Just a little bit for shits and giggles, you know. Just a little bit on the side. The obvious alternative would be to simply burn down the IRS, but I'm aware not many people think that would be a very good idea. So I'm going to hold off on my encouragement on that uh, path, on that route, and just tell you guys, hey man, commit a little tax fraud from time to time. In the face of absolute insanity, one must act a fool. You cannot reason with the force of pure irrationality. The government is a force of pure irrationality, an absurdity, an abomination to God. And you need to act a fool. In the face of absolutely abysmal absurdity, one must act a fool. Remember kiddos, Vivictus, Vivictus, when it's time for Babylon to fall, you will burn down with it. That's all I got for you guys today. Make sure you check out my book, Societal Evolution, Journey to the Dollhouse. It's available in print and ebook. It's your boy, Victus D. Void. Stay focused, stay alert, and God bless.